Good morning, and let's get right into it. Uh, Gigi, if you could. Yep. <laughs> I, know you're, I know you're here reading the papers. Good, good, do, good, good. Doing your due diligence. Trying so to there, see. Yeah, trying to see what's up. What the video has been saying. Okay. What yeah. lies have been peddled. <laughs> trying to find out. What have, you, what have you discovered? I've discovered that they just said exposed 803 million scam universities. It's a scam. Mm. The scam is in the paper. I'm finished. <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> All right, with that having been said, uh, everybody is a buzz about this affordable housing bill. Um, and I think how we can start is asking you how it aims to address the current housing challenges that we have in Kenya. You know, um, first of all, we, we I don't think it's in doubt that, uh, and I think everybody is in agreement that we have a housing problem in this country. Mm, we have only 21% of Kenyans having access to improved sanitation. Around 21%, and we're talking about Millennium Development Goals in 2030, now uh, having 2040 uh, aspirations. Mm-hmm. It means we're doing very badly. Yeah. And this is what every other progressive nation has done. Yes. Housing should not be something that people do business about. If you see what happens in this country is that house owners, landlords behave as in fact, I don't know if you've ever realized that landlords don't even behave like it's a business. They behave like the the relationship between a landlord and a tenant is not that of a person who pays the other. It's, it's like more of a of a master servant kind of relationship. Mm. Because Housing is something very important, such that if you're denied of it, if you do not have housing, if, if today your landlord locked your house and locked you out, then you're in trouble. That is why people spend, a lot of people, uh, the working class, spend almost 40 to 45% of their incomes on housing alone. So we are unable to have people channel money to other useful things. If you find that everybody who has a million, 100 million shillings wants to do a flat somewhere, and that is why our people are not employed. So the government wants to move people away from this investment because we have very few people who hold capital. And if what is lucrative right now is housing, then we will never industrialize as a country. Mm. Because everybody who has money, every bank who, that wants to support someone in money, they want to support someone who's doing a flat in Raqqa. <laughs> yeah. and, and what we, we end up doing is creating a slum. We, we're making Nairobi one big slum. Mm. And you know that we have, in, 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 we have 65% uh, uh, projections that 65% of Kenyans will be living in, ab- in urban cities in the next uh, 15 years. So we must start getting prepared. We do not want to be caught unawares. If you look at what uh, has happened in, in housing projects that the government has not been involved in, yeah. is that we actually have big and uh, tall slums coming up everywhere. You know, there's no proper infrastructure, there's no there's no sewerage system, there's no water, there's no... <clears throat> there's no reticulation of water. There's no, you know, everybody uh, d- uh, sinks a borehole and then the other one does a, a soak pit next to them because mm. just have a wall. But then, you know, the, to- the soil beneath cannot have, we have a lot of problems. So we must agree that we have a housing problem. And I would wish that people would stop politicizing this. And it, it shouldn't be a luxury, in other words. It, sh- it shouldn't be. Yeah. It shouldn't be a luxury. Go to other countries. Go to a place like... Uh, any developed country, yeah. go to go to London, go to the UK, go to where, even in South Africa. Mm. Housing is not a problem. You know, it's not as, as, as it is in this country. So right. we shall agree that housing is important. Number two, we have been, we are crying out of debt as a country. Mm. We have now hit the uh, almost uh, 11 trillion ceiling. Mm-hmm. We have, by the time we came here, we had, uh, we had uh, 10, 10 uh, trillion uh, uh, roof. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know what has happened to the dollar, so we have had a lot of uh, changes with that. So what means is we do not have savings as a country. We are standing at 6% uh, 
of GDP as savings mm. as a country. We have countries that are at 50, 55%. That is where we aspire to be. But where, how do you save? How do you create money? I mean, you know, we have had a lot of, this, this thing is very wide, you know, we have had a lot of problems with NSSF, contribution to NSSF. And you find, when we borrow money from other countries, we right. are borrowing money from their, from their uh, uh, funds that they have kept as a country. When we go to China and borrow money, that right. money comes from a fund. Mm -hmm. It could be the housing fund for them. It could be, I mean, NSSF, any other fund that is government owned. This government, and, and that is why I allowed President uh, Ruto, because he's doing what needs to be done. And you know, if you had uh, uh, what he said on Monday during the retreat, this, uh, this last Monday, he said that we must avoid the temptation to be politicians and do what is popular or what seems to be, you know, uh, making, uh, you know, stop playing to the gallery. Right. And do what leaders should do. We do the right thing. We must make a decision for this country because we've been tasked with that responsibility as members of parliament and as a leadership and as a government. Even if it's not immediately pop, uh, popular not or immediately yeah, popular, everyone's immediately cheering for it. that is the right thing to do. I, and I keep telling people, you know, at times if you have a child and you need to take them to school, they don't find it very nice. <laughs> it, it's a problem. You have to keep bribing them. What an them analogy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything. But you know that it is the right thing to do over time. They now see the difference once they have gone to school and understood why what it was all about. I have my daughter that we've really fought with before when she was two and three. I mean, we had a lot of things. Mm. She won't go to school. She didn't think it's nice, so she will complain and say she's waking up early. But it's the right thing to do. It's for the betterment. It's now, for the betterment of this Now, country. speaking of the betterment, I think what a lot of people are also wondering is the specific provisions uh, that would lead to ensuring affordability for low-income earners. I think that, sorry. <clears throat> what specific provisions yep. will the bill have to ensure affordability for low-income Oh, owners? you know, you know, uh, we have two phases of, uh, of uh, or two, two, you know, two phases, yes. We have the affordable housing and then we have what you call social housing. Social housing is meant and is tailored for people who earn below 20,000 shillings. The people who earn the most basic amount, your house health, mm. should afford to get uh, uh, social housing. And what we say is that we are trying to create access to improved sanitation for these people. Mm. These are people who have previously been living in deplorable conditions mm. in, in, in Kibera. In shanties, yeah. In shanties. Uh, and yeah. We're trying to give these people a better life. You know, let them have access to clean drinking water, potable water. Let's give them access to, you know, improved sanitation, to a toilet, you know. Let them have a dignified life. And when you listen to the people who are making the most noise, they're the, they're, it's the few majority who have access to good houses and who have been benefiting from the lacuna that has been created in the economy. That there's no housing and therefore people have to beg to live in people's houses, in other people's houses. And these are the people who are fueling the conversation. And I also want to tell you something, Wanjira, that, you know, this is what was picked from the finance bill by the opposition and they decided to run with it. It could have been anything. It mm. could have been fuel. It could have been the dollar. It could have... The, Opposition will just pick something. And you know, it's very easy to be in the opposition because you just need to sit in parliament and just say, Abana, wacha. You know, that's all you need to do. Just heckle, make noise, you know, say that's wrong. You don't need, you have no responsibility. You know, I at times say that, at times we've given people what we call the prerogative of the harlot. Power without <laughs> responsibility. You have so much power, Done. but you have no responsibility. You're not answerable <laughs> to anybody. You just, you, know, you just sit. I see why you have the profession you do, you sir. Know, <laughs> you certainly have a way with words. Uh huh. So, so you know, so you know, it, it's it's just the topic that the opposition thought would be. It's it's no, it, it provocative. Was, it, it was novel. So it was provocative. Uh -huh. It was easy to sell, mm. and that's the narrative that they took. But you see, uh, it could have been it could have been debt. 
it could have been anything. And even when we fix, let me tell you something. If we, Wanjira, are you telling me that if we, if we dropped the housing issue completely and said uh, this government will do, not do any housing and we are done, the opposition has refused and people don't want it, are you telling me the opposition will be quiet? Now they will be, okay, oh, now issues are over, now we are done. No, they will pick on something else. And then they will just continue beating the drums of war and, and just taking us to war all the time and making sure that people are angry. These are people who are now <laughs> campaigning for the next election. And you know, we said last, on Monday again, the president said uh, that, that we must stop all the time looking towards from one election to another. We must have some time to serve the people of Kenya. So then prove to us what measures are in place to ensure transparency, accountability, so that in this allocation of affordable housing, uh, all, everything makes sense under this legislation. Now, that's a topic I, I'll, I'll be most willing to discuss because now that's fantastic. Saying, you, yeah. know, you know, we have agreed that two things we've established in this studio this morning is that we have one, established that there's a need for improved sanitation and housing in this country. Correct. Number two, that uh, the law has passed and now we're going to have a fund because we need to do a savings and we need to have a fund. And even if we could create more funds, the better. So that people have, we have a better savings, uh, savings culture as a country. Mm. And number three now, what I think would be a challenge and what we must now sit and discuss are the modalities to, in which to make sure that there's a uh, 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 um, free and fair distribution mm. of these houses. Mm. But let me tell you something. A lot of people, how you know that there's a, there's a, a lot of people make noise, but the last time when, when the government advertised the houses in, uh, in, in, in Nakuru, mm. They were, they were gone in, in, in five days. They were all gone because people, as people are making noise, there are other people who are online, who are on the website for uh, Bomayetu. There are people who have been saving. There are people who have been saving electively. They're not even employed. It's not even a, so they had been saving it, uh, electively. And that was the plan. There are people who started doing that right from the word go, from the get go, even mm. before we change this from, from now a contribution to, to, to a levy. You know? But... In terms of of of, uh, of of distribution, one of the biggest lie that has been peddled by the opposition has been that, oh, you know, previous uh, consecutive governments could come and say dispossess you of, of of that piece of land and say now you know it was government land and all those things. Right. It's a lie. Nobody has ever dispossessed you of the road that you used to come to this office. It has been a public. It we've all used it, but it's not everybody uses uses it. I mean, my mother has never been uh, on on that road, <laughs> you know, but she has been on other roads that she uses and you don't use. So, th the government has a responsibility to do infrastructure, even when it is not used by everybody. Mm. There's that story, the narrative that has been lied. Oh, you know, we we uh, why why am I contributing to this yet? I will not get a house. I'm like. I was at the airport yesterday. I am certain a lot of uh, taxpayers' money was were, were, were used to do the airport. A lot of taxpayers' money was used to do the airport. Not everybody uses the airport. Probably 5-10% of Kenyans uh, get to access and to use the airport. But it was done using public funds. You know, so many things. So we cannot apportion uh, and say that uh, now as a country we will not do anything because we have to find a way that 53 million people are going to have a hand in the, in the cookie jar. No. That's not how the government. That's not how governments work. But what are you going to do for the people who are going to apply for this housing project? Yes. And of course, it's on first come and first qualified uh, uh, person on that on that basis. They, first come, first serve basis. Yes, first come, first serve basis, and and again on qualification basis. Of course, because, right, right, right. Because you see, uh, this is social, especially for social housing. We need to have proof that you 
you are between a certain uh, uh, bracket of earning i mean you don't want to find a guy like you who's earning a lot of money and then uh, you 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 want to be in social housing we have actually uh after we pass the bill there's something called regulations that will now be done now when you're doing regulations that is where the rubber meets the road that that now prescribes every the transparent on uh, on uh, uh, delegated legislation and and uh, the committee on housing now are going to sit down and make sure that we have further regulations to this act so that there's accountability and in this committee both the opposition and the government side of, uh, of of parliament are represented so we expect the people in those committees to make sure that they make regulations that show fairness show transparency and make sure and and see to it that everybody who uh, has applied and everybody who deserves actually gets a house fast critics are mentioning that there could be a serious financial burden on kenyan's gross income uh could we comment on that well uh actually i, I, I like uh, i'll be honest uh yesterday we discussed that with some colleagues of mine and i like okay uh, the amendment by member for seme uh, dr nikal touched on what you're asking and, and, and he had uh, an amendment to say that uh, probably this should be a levy on the on the net and on the the gross amount the, the gross pay of, of uh, and th- that's really uh, an accounting issue that's really an issue that could be rectified in the regulations and uh, it's not something that we could amend i think when we do further consultations and further um, um public participation we could make an amendment like that and and, and I d- it would be welcome it would be a welcome idea to have to have uh, uh, is as a, as a part of the net contribution and the, the net pay and not the gross and pay. not that's, the gross that's, that's somebody that's a welcome thing somebody has just uh, gone ahead to whatsapp us mark he said he's listening in he said my sole question is what exactly are they doing to ensure our money is saved and is actually used and not lost in corruption like every other gok project first of all i'd like to explain how this model works the people who are actually doing the houses are private investors and it is private money that is used to develop the 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 the, the, the houses then once the private developer has finished what we are creating the fund for is to give comfort and guarantee to these people i mean if you have some 1 billion shilling somewhere you could just go and get apply for a piece of land in gatondo i could give you a piece of land some 2 3 acres you come and do 500 shillings uh, 500 uh, houses for whatever i mean if you had some money not a billion i meant uh, whatever amount mm-hmm. that could do houses then once you finish you will now offload we will offtake the houses from you the fund is going to offtake the houses and then people kenyan citizenry will now be paying to the fund that has now offtaken the project from the Uh, developer so the developer shakes hands with the government and says nice doing business walks away and then the government is left distributing the houses so this is not money that could be the, the, there cannot be corruption in housing because that is private money that is being used to develop for a certain amount that has been pre-agreed all right mm-hmm. so the developer must make sure that they do not lose out on the money and we must also strive to make sure that we are within the prom- the, the the amounts that we said Uh, uh, to be paid the four, the 4.2 million and we cannot go beyond that you know mm-hmm. so it is the responsibility i don't think there's been a better structured uh, a way of ensuring that money is not lost because a private contractor has no business to inv- to get involved in corruption it would be to their detriment yeah i see what i see what, yeah you're this like checks and balances from, it would essentially this money is not coming from the consolidated fund okay you see people get to uh, incentive to steal and to get into corruption because it's not it's public money this the money that shall be spent is not public money 
it is private developers money that shall be spent and then after that he will be waiting to make sure that he has made as much as, as, as they could have made and then offload the uh, and then offload it to the government now you're talking i love that you're bringing up um public versus private because another big question on a lot of people's minds is about the limited public participation so how might this lack of involvement impact the effectiveness and fairness of the bill you know we we have we find ourselves caught between the a rock and a very hard surface mm-hmm. reason being that uh, just recently we were accused of allocating a lot of money to public participation and uh, this came from the executive and they say now you know as parliament you have a lot of money that you have allocated to public participation but you know what is public participation mm-hmm. what, what is public uh, how do you define it mm. if if i come and hold barazas in in Gatundu, for instance, where I'm a member of parliament, mm-hmm. and I hold six barazas in every ward, I, is that public participation? I mean, when we go to churches and listen to the people as representatives of the people, when we listen to them and then we come and sit and tell them about things and we, li- and, and we, we get their views, is, is that public participation? If everybody, I mean, we cannot, uh, public participation cannot be the opinion of the 53 million people. It has to be representative, though. So we need to set out mechanism of, of what is public, because if we do a public participation and Wanjero you're not part of it and you're here and you have a mic mm-hmm. and you didn't know that there was any pu- public participation that happened or you weren't in any public participation uh, uh, forum mm-hmm. and you have the mic and you're talking to millions of people and you come and tell them we don't think this public participation happened what is the cure for that you know if if I happen to be the loudest guy or the guy buying the most right. alcohol in the bar and, and, I, and I wasn't involved in public participation and then tell people oh you know this thing is not good then but the most of the people have been involved. Mm. But you see now, at this day of age and this communication age, it's just enough for someone who has a, a lot of good following to just comment something on Twitter or X and, and, and Facebook and say, I wasn't consulted. We don't know about it. We were not, there was no pas- public participation. There was no public participation. So it's really a thin balance that we must... But what is most important is that we must have trust in our institutions and in our people who are elected by us. We cannot elect people and start castigating them day one. We must, as a government, as a people, as a society, we must have some confidence in our institutions. And this is why we're saying that we have to do the right thing as opposed to the popular thing. And when it comes to the right thing and land availability, gentrification, potential gentrification, where will these communities go that are already there? How do we know where do you know how how do you decide where you're going to acquire land and start building and doing these kinds of things as well in nairobi previously before this government mm-hmm. in the in the past government in nairobi we had something called the urban renewal and there was a very elaborate plan on how to use all the pieces of land in especially in eastlands and and make sure that there is space for uh, proper infrastructure to create better housing and 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 uh, a more concentrated housing in a better way and we had a huge plan on how to move these people from where they are and where they will be until we finish the houses and everything. But now what is happening currently? Because we saw that problem was going to derail us. And as again we said, it is private money that is being used. And when you have a private developer, you don't want to give them the responsibility of having to move people and cater for them and do all those things because it becomes expensive and a little of a hassle for them. If it's the government doing it, then that would be something else. But now what you're doing right now is to look for land that is unoccupied. All right. Mm-hmm. I have, for example, in Gatundu, the, the, the little uh, government land that we're doing some 500 units on had, uh, I think, was housing about 
eight people and these are offices these are government offices they are not uh, people uh, they're not res residential areas as, as, as it is now mm -hmm. so i just house them in my office as we do the block and the housing uh, plan also included a ho uh, uh, an office block include an office block and and uh, a commercial area and and uh, and, uh, and the housing area you know so so all those things are looked at and a lot of places where this has happened and that is why you find we we started with the low lying fruits first is to go for land that is unoccupied so that we do not have to move people because it's a bit expensive and a little chaotic and it could be easily politicized so we are avoiding that and that is why we have just dealt with with places that uh, are unoccupied and how how do you fight corruption in in that sector as well no, no <laughs> why are you smiling like that no because you, well I, I, it is it is it is difficult not to smile after you smile at me <laughs> you smiled first sir you smiled first but anyway 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 uh <clears throat> there's no corruption have you had any case of corruption? You, you in the media, you would have called it out. <laughs> I'm sure it would, have, it would have made the headlines that would be seen. Oh, now scandal in the house. Well, it could. The well, there could be. The, it, it, there could potentially I, 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 be corruption. Onjero, let's put it that way. Onjero, what I'm saying is that as a country, if we take the route we have decided to take, to castigate, to vilify, to insult everything that is brought by government, if we proceed like that, we will lose confidence in our institutions. And we are, that is a recipe for cures. That is a recipe for anarchy. We, we cannot keep anticipating trouble. We cannot keep But isn't that the trouble. best way to also make sure, you, aren't you supposed to anticipate that things can go wrong? Well, you know. So that you have the right measures in place to make sure you, that they don't, should there be corruption in allocating affordable housing units? No, we, should, we, should there be? There shouldn't, well, be, there shouldn't be any corruption. Uh, I mean, shouldn't be. in a perfect world, there yes. There shouldn't be any corruption. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's what I said. Uh, we now have the committee on housing and uh, uh, delegated legislation that needs to make sure that the processes, the blue, the, you know, the fine print, mm. where the rubber meets the road in, in, in distribution of houses and all those things, we need to have further legislation that is going to make sure that there cannot be any corruption and also the ministry of housing and uh, and, and and that is the uh, ps hinga and uh, and uh, and the cs must uh, make sure that the distribution is done in public and that is why we have published the applications on uh, bomayetu mm -hmm. that is why in every house that is finished and is and is projected to be finished in uh, in in whatever in the next few months mm -hmm. is documented it is on the website it is for everyone to go and see and read but you see what the problem with kenyans is <laughs> our problem is we won't read we won't go look at it even this paper we'll just look at the headline and you know that's why that's why it's that's why um, that's why you were. That's why you were saying catchy, that the media. You know, that's why headlines are a bit catchy and 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 you know se sensational because a lot of people will just read this thing and say exposed 149 MPs who failed Kenyans, and that's it. They won't go beyond that. They won't even read the story, and that's who we are. You know, so we we must have some faith and some confidence in our institutions and in the people who uh, we have put in positions of leadership. That's how I put it. To lead us. So now. There was something that you had mentioned earlier. You spoke of um, that. Is there there can't you know can there be a one size fits all right when it comes to okay if you're building in Nairobi and you're building in Garissa 
Yeah, right. It can't all be the can or or should it or should it not be the same type of housing? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be in your yep, opinion, yep. right? No, 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 no. Okay. There's something else I I, I want to. Oh, you, do you mean the cost or the the, not the type of housing? I mean the type of housing. You know why? Do you know why um, housing is expensive in Kenya? It's because we do we do we do designer we do designer houses. Mm. Everybody has his own design. Mm. If you look at anywhere, where you live, your house is different. F- your window is different from your neighbor's window. Mm. Your door is different from your... Ne- so what, how housing comes in to help this is that we're able to do mass production as opposed to wearing a, 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 a hand uh, a stitched suit. We have mass production that is done by, by machinery. So what housing project is going to do is that we have one way of doing it. We have one size of windows, for instance. Okay. So that... You can wait if you if you if you if you um, a welder and you're sitting somewhere in Dagoretti, you can just make windows knowing these are for housing. Whether it's going to go to a house in Garissa or in Mandera or in Kisumu or whatever, mm-hmm. because it's the same. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same way. Um, it's the same way we we we, we produce um, uh, 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 petrol. It's the same way petrol is used for all cars. There's right, no right, yeah, yeah, specific yeah. Right, yeah. And Toyota and mm. so. It becomes easy that sure anywhere that. you go, then you just mm. get. Can you imagine if you had uh, to go to a specific petrol station, gas station, depending on the model of the vehicle that you drive? Yeah. So that's where we. Go. That's why housing should be uniform. Homogeneity is going to create, uh, is going to give us what we call uh, economies of scale, so okay. that we're able to produce en masse. Mm. So that if you're just producing hinges, then you have created an industry for hinges that is done in Kenya and specifically for housing. And over time, we will stop this. Uh, uh, they call it uh, designer housing, and we get. Mass housing. That's what housing is coming to sort. Mm, so now when it comes to the infrastructure planning bit, what risks could come into play um, in terms of rapid development? Which I know like there's always, there, it, as you were even saying, there's rapid development yes, yes. in terms of housing right yep. now in general, right? Yep. So uh, in terms of rapid development of affordable housing and perhaps that outpacing the development of essential infrastructure like transportation and utilities. Yeah, we 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 have uh, you know we have we have uh, engineers, we have experts mm. who first look at the ability of our existing infrastructure to carry the traffic that will be occasioned by the new housing. Mm. So what you're saying is that um, we, we that has been planned because that is now planned housing. That's why, for example, in Gatondo, we had land that we could have done. A thousand houses, but we decided to do five hundred because that is what our infrastructure could hold. You know, you know, you, you look at the uh, sewage system, water availability, roads, parking. You know, uh, other support uh, businesses like uh, I mean, if you come in, in Gatundo and you do a house, are we, do we have other support uh, infrastructure, hospitals around it, offices? You know, mm, right, all right. those things. Those community, things communities around it. So it's been considered. And that is why it is better than the rest of private developed uh, towns that have been coming up and, and residential areas. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I just mentioned Raqqa, for instance. Right. Because I lived there sometimes back and I came back and I couldn't believe it's the same place. Right. Yes. So, right. so I'm saying government has planned and uh, every housing that has been, uh, has been done has had all those considerations and the number of houses that is going to be done at a, speci- at a specific area is determined by the availability of infrastructure to support it. Last but not least, because yep. I know that uh, you have to leave us. What environmental impacts arise from this large-scale kind of housing project? And I think that's really important because Kenya is also very forefront in the world when it comes to 
environmental activities, you know what I mean? And making sure that we're we're doing the right thing or attempting to as much as possible. First, first of all, I must say, personally, I'm very uh, conscious about our environment, mm. especially this time. I mean, last year by itself was such a lesson to us. Our rivers ran dry, and 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 so th- that's a whole different topic that we'll talk about about global warming and 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 right. and uh, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, the impact on of our activities, human activities, as we as human beings, right, 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 to the environment. And and I want to say that uh, what we are able to get is advantage over pl- better planning, better planned housing mm-hmm. will create better uh, impact or uh, easier impact on the environment than unplanned housing. How I say that is, for instance, I just mentioned that when you're not planned, when you're not properly planned, you find that everybody within 10 acres, you find there are uh, maybe 15 different owners of, hou- of, of, of housing units. Mm. They have sunk 15 different uh, uh, boreholes. Bore they have 15 different uh, uh, sewer systems or whatever you call them. The, 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 you know, they have 15 different soak pits and everything. That really, really impacts on our environment. That's number one. But when we are doing uh, uh, 2,500 houses in one mm. block planned, mm. we are likely to just have one, two, three boreholes in one uh, uh, properly planned within the area, vicinity, within the right? Vicinity. Yes, and or even do reticulation from other places without doing the the boreholes because we also need to be careful about uh, recharging and our, our, our underground water. So I would say better planned housing has better impact on the environment than unplanned housing. So whichever we go without going into details is that this is better for environment than leaving it to be done by everybody. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for being here with us this morning. We appreciate you.